Hey, good morning. Good morning. I am Pastor Mark. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Uh, so glad that you're here. You know, here in the church year, the, in the season, it's still the season of Easter. So I'm just gonna, we're going to do that Easter greeting again today. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Now, here's what I want you to remember today, that this changes everything for us. Because if God can raise Jesus from the dead, then he can bring life into your situation today. It is an incredible gift to to be a child of God, to trust in Jesus for everything that we need in this life. And how do we respond to this incredible love from God? Well, Jesus told us what to do. He said, love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind. Today we're going to talk about loving the Lord with all of our strength. And I can't think of a better day to talk about this concept of strength than on Mother's Day. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I think moms are the epitome, the ultimate example of strength. Now the obvious, the glaring thing that moms do is what? childbirth right (laughs) childbirth oh my goodness childbirth now all the kids are in kids time so I I didn't I didn't get to tell this at the early service but uh, a uh, husband was asking his wife what's what is childbirth like and the wife told her husband well you just take your bottom lip and pull it up over your head (laughs) give you a little experience of it whoa I mean that's incredible That is amazing strength, but the examples of a mom's strength go way beyond just childbirth. Think about just before childbirth, the lack of comfort in those final months of pregnancy. When that baby, and it is a human baby, uh, seven months, eight months, nine months, is is sitting on her bladder and, and, and kicking her rib cage, oh, oh. That is strong. That is strong. Think about a mom's uh, loss of privacy. Even before the baby is born, right? The expected moms have to get used to a uh, diminished sense of personal space, right? As people come up and rub their belly, right? Start asking them questions that are really quite personal (laughs) questions. And then the baby is born. Once the baby is talking and walking, You can forget about privacy. There's no such thing anymore. Not even the bathroom is a safe and quiet space anymore with toddlers in the house. And what about dignity? When a kid gets sick, think of all of the hazardous materials that come out of that child. I love my kids to death, but I got to tell you, sometimes when they got sick, I just had this Gag reflex. I couldn't. St- I, I could not physically stay in the room. But not mom. Mom just dives right into the middle of all that, taking care of that baby. It is incredible strength. And then, of course, the mama bear, right? The mama bear who who will absolutely lay down her life for her kids. Don't mess with mama bear, right? Never. Now, that's no knock against dads. 
I would certainly lay down my life for my children. I would take their sickness if it meant that they could be healthy, absolutely uh, die for my kids. But there is a difference between the sexes. Uh, when you get to that point in, uh, uh, what is it, uh, not Lamaze, but whatever, baby class, you know, before you have a baby, and you have that inevitable, that age-old question that gets asked, uh, and the mom will say to the doctor, okay, if anything happens during labor and delivery and you have to choose between me or the baby, save the baby. Whereas the dad will say, no, save my wife. Right, we can make more babies, but I can't do this without her. I can't raise a child, nurture a child without her strength in this household, in this family. And so mama bear, very strong. Now when we talk about a mom's strength in these terms, it almost sounds like it's supernatural. Like, like a mom has a superhero kind of strength. And you know what? We even see examples of that. This is just one article from Georgia many years ago. A mom who's actually uh, even a grandmother too. Her older son there was underneath his car working ahead on a bumper jack. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't think they make bumper jacks anymore. Don't ever use those. Uh, but it, it shifted and it fell on him. And mom ran out of the house, grandma even, and was able to pick up the car four inches off the ground while the other kid ran and got a neighbor and drugged the unconscious son out from underneath. He lived, no brain damage, he's healthy, the article goes on. And she said the whole time she was praying. She was praying for the strength, she was praying for her son. It is supernatural, that instinctive, wow, that kind of love is incredible. And the only way that we can understand this type of strength is to understand the cross of Christ. Because nobody naturally will sacrifice themselves for another person. That doesn't come from within us. That kind of love, that kind of strength comes from somewhere else. And in John, Jesus spoke of himself as the good shepherd. He went on and on, but he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. I give them eternal life. Jesus is so strong that death cannot defeat him. The grave cannot hold him. He has the power to defeat even death forever. Now the Lord gives us so many things, more blessings than we could enumerate. Does the Lord bless us uh, with family and friends and house and cars and jobs and good weather and crops in their season? Yes, and much, much more. But the most important gift that he gives to you is eternal life. That changes your perspective completely when you realize there is more to this life than this life. Whatever you are going through, there is eternal life and it is yours for sure. Now this great gift came at a great price. God sent his son into the world to take upon the sins of me and you and every human. 
the wages of our sins, death. And Jesus died a gory, hellish death on a cross. He was buried. But three days later, he rose from the grave, alive forevermore. And that gift, that life, that strength that he has now lives in you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. And now God is all in for all people. He has given everything for me and for you, his one and only son. And let me clear, when I say he's all in for all people, I mean all people. God does not restrict his gifts based on demographics or age or IQ. He doesn't limit his gifts based on age or gender. Jesus Christ died for Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Socialists, Communists, It doesn't matter if you live under a representative republic or a monarch or a village chieftain or a tyrannical tyrant. Christ died for all people and he goes all in for us. Yes, we live in a dark and a shadowy world. It is is lifeless, arid a barren, sinful world. But the good shepherd says, I am here with you. I am here for you. And I am here where I promised you would be. So not, not going to find strength or hope or peace out there in that arid world. Instead, you look to the cross, the altar, the baptismal font, where the good shepherd promised He'll always be. We focus on that for our strength, the strength of our lives. Now I want to talk about the the first reading from Isaiah. It's such a famous, popular, wonderful passage in Scripture on eagle's wings. Maybe you've got a little plaque on your desk. Maybe you've got some artwork on your wall at home that has these verses in it. Uh, But before I jump into it, I want to talk about my son real quick. Uh, My son, when he was a little guy, boy, he loved to race. He would race just about anybody. He's in the red shirt. Oh, boy. (laughs) Round and round he goes. Hey, come on. You getting tired? Let's keep running. That was another pastor's son down the street. Um, He loved to race. Just loved it. And when he didn't have somebody to race... He would just want to run from here and back with me timing him. And so I'd say, on your mark, get set, go, and boy, off you go. Little legs, fast as they could carry him, touch the wall, come back, run past the finish line, me, turn around, look up at me with bated breath as I announce the time. That was 35 seconds. Wow, that's fast. You won the race, buddy. Good job. Dad, I want to do it again. I want to see if I can beat it. All right, on your mark, get set, go. And now he touched the wall and he'd come back and wouldn't you know it, 
every time he did it again, he was one second faster. <laughs> 34 seconds. Wow, that's great. Buddy, you are so fast. 33 seconds. He was so excited. Now, did Will actually get that much stronger, that much uh, fleet of foot, minute by minute? Well, I'll never say. <laughs> but I will say that it helped a lot that his dad was holding the stopwatch, right? So look at this verse in Isaiah 40. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their, what? Their strength. And they shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now these are famous words. These are powerful words. These words inspire so many people. Why do you think these words are so important to so many people? It's because these words give us hope. This is God's promise that we will win this race. Even though the first verse starts off with some words I'm not real comfortable with, I don't like hearing. But it's a fact that even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. This world's going to be tough. And Jesus said it this way, in this world you will have trouble. That's not a great uplifting thought, but it's a fact. And if you've lived any length of time at all, you know it's true. This world, sometimes life is just going to be miserable. Your dreams could get crushed. You may lose your job or your home or your car or your health or a loved one or any combination of these things. Here's a fact that's 100% true for everybody in this room and listening online right now. And I haven't asked you personally, but I just know this. Every one of you is either just about to enter a crisis in your life, or you're in the middle of a crisis right now, or you're just coming out of a crisis. And if you haven't lived long enough, you will. Again, experience all of those truths about this arid, desolate, sinful, fallen world that affects everybody. Now, when we're in one of those tough situations, it could be health, it could be job, it could be relationship, sometimes some people try to help us out by saying encouraging words like, buck up, just be stronger. Come on, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Toughen up. Now, there is some merit to that, right? There's something about growing up, becoming more responsible for your own corner of life. But there are times when you just cannot do it. You can't do it on your own. And so right after God tells us you're going to get weary, you're going to faint, fall down. Life's going to be hard. But then he says, they who wait for the Lord. 
God doesn't say buck up. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. God says, wait for me. Depend on me. Lean on me. Put your hope in me, God says to us. And then you will renew your strength. Now there's a a big point here that God is making. And it has to do with our focus. Focusing on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Focusing on God, the source of our strength. The source of our peace that passes all understanding. The source of the love that we have to share with other people. That supernatural love that gives and gives and gives and doesn't take. I read a really interesting account uh, this week. It was a pastor talking about uh, some counseling that he did with a woman at his church. And the woman came into his office. Uh, She was definitely in a tough spot in her life. Uh, It turns out her husband had become very distant with her. And her children were very rebellious. And on top of all of that, uh, they had uh, gotten into some debt, some pretty crippling debt. And then she just found out some really bad medical news. Now, the more she talked, the more the pastor said he felt depressed. (laughs) And he couldn't say what he was thinking because what he was thinking is, wow, lady, (laughs) your case is hopeless. I mean, I don't see a way out for you. I couldn't say that. So he did what every good counselor does. When they don't know what to say to a person, he asked a question. Now, I don't know why this particular question came to mind, but this is what he said. He said, tell me, how did you become a Christian? And as she was surprised by the answer, but as she began to tell the story of how Jesus saved her, her mood and her expression on her face even went from sadness to thoughtfulness to almost excitement as she talked about the amazing things that God had done in her life. Times when she could look back and remember how God had just stepped in out of nowhere and provided something for her. Stepped in out of nowhere, surprised her with protecting her, her family. And by the end of the story, it was almost like that's the only reason she came into the office was just to tell him how much she loved Jesus. Now, notice Almost nothing else had changed in her life. Her husband was still distant. Her children were still rebellious. They were still in debt. And she still had some pretty serious health issues to face. But she had moved her focus from her problems to what God has provided. To God's strength. And his love for her and the whole life she could look back on and see accounts where God was there and God was there and God was there. And that gave her tremendous hope. Again, all of us, all of us carry burdens. Some huge, some small, some at different points in our life, they're different. We all have these tremendous burdens that we're carrying that wear us down, that make us fall down, that make it so hard to get back up again. But we're going to win this race. And I can tell you why. It's because our dad holds the stopwatch. 
He decides who wins. He has decided already that you win. He said, I have given them eternal life. It's done. It's yours. You are victorious. Yes. Still go through that. Life has, can be miserable. Life is going to be hard. But we see the finish line. And we know we're going to cross it. And it's not because, it's not because you pray the Lord's Prayer ten times a day. It's not because you give money to a church. It's not because you are so kind to other people with your words and your generous actions. It's not because of anything that you do say or think, right? It's only because of what Jesus has done for us. He's already won the race. We've seen him risen from the dead, and we know that in our trust in him and his gifts of baptism and communion, he imparts that victory and that strength to each and every one of us. You are stronger than you think because the strength that it takes to get back up again and to move forward doesn't come from within. It comes from Jesus. We focus on him. And just like everybody in this church, I can tell you everybody in this world is in the same one of the three categories, before a crisis, in a crisis, or just get out of a crisis. Everybody you know. Now, you may say your friends are doing fine. And I tell you, they probably put up a good front, just like me and you do. Put up a nice curtain in front of our lives. Most people see everything's going good, but we all have burdens. And so what can we do with this strength of the Lord, this victory that we have? And we can share it with them. Love the Lord your God with all your strength. That's all your effort. Do your best to share God's love with the people in your life. Not going to be perfect. Don't have to be. Because you have what Jesus gives, and they need what Jesus offers. Your strength comes from the Lord, and so will theirs when you tell them how wonderful it is. Amen? Yeah, amen. All right, I'm going to pray with you, and we'll have a wonderful communion service. Heavenly Father, you are our rock and our salvation. And you we trust and put our entire lives, our families, our livelihoods, our health, and certainly our eternal life. Thank you that no one can take us out of your hand. That this gift of eternal life is certain, it is true, it is ours already. We're living it right now, <laughs> our eternal lives. And Lord, help us to love each other as you have loved us. Help us to share the love of Christ with our neighbors. Uh, near and far, uh, as, you, as you enable us and give us opportunities. Uh, Lord, we ask for your strength, your supernatural strength for each of us, our families, our community, and our country. In Jesus' name, amen.